It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Thielen Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Vimer Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Liveax Marine and Isle, SW Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine and Crosby, Freedom Firearms, Newman Construction, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Pine River, Crow Wing Recycling, Canvas Tech, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, SPR Mortar. Sports and Marine, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. And welcome into this week's show. I know it's not quite fall yet, but we talk a lot of fall stuff here on the show this week. We've got the archery opener already uh, here in mid-September. We'll talk some fall bass fishing with Mandy Urich. Also, Steve Sapaniak's got the latest on muskies and uh, northern pike out on Mille Lacs. Plus another great recipe from Chef Joel from Black Bear Lodge and Saloon. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we kick off the show with our Lake and Field segment brought to you by Oars and Mine and Crosby. No matter if your goal is pike, trout, walleye, or bass, Oars and Mine gives you 10 different ways to get the bite. The next time you're in the Cuyuna area, Oars and Mine is a must-stop located on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we kick off the show. And look who we have back in studio with us. We haven't talked to her in in a few weeks. Mandy Urick back with us, one of our many contributors here on the show. Mandy, welcome back. Brian, I missed you. It's so great to be back. Uh, you, <laughs> you and I have both been so busy with different things, and uh, you especially with fishing. Uh, I really never got a chance to talk to you much throughout the month of August, and I really wanted to because that's primetime bass fishing, and we just didn't have the August that we normally had, how did that affect things? Well, for the normal bass angler, it just goes on, it's August, and here's the tactics that we use in August. I think it was a really long month for them. But (laughs) if you always go back to those basics, the things I harp about every week, and just being really conscious of those, we didn't get a normal August. It wasn't hot. It wasn't muggy. It was cool. It It felt like a September, and now September feels like October. We were already in the end of August, starting to go into a fall pattern for bass. So, you know, moving away from those, you know, deep weed line edges or even some of that super shallower stuff where the water temp's warm, they, they're they right in a fall pattern. They're up on the flats. They're, you know, during the day as the water warms and then pushing back out into those deeper waters directly adjacent. Um, yeah, it, it was one of those things where after a few hours on the water, I'm like, this doesn't seem right. I mean, literally to not, you know, get very few bites. So I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to go into my fall pattern zone. And then it was just lights out. So you're in basic now, full blown into fall tactics right now. Though. Yes, absolutely. I, the, the stuff that we'd normally be doing the very end of September, or the beginning of October, we're doing absolutely right now. So that only goes not necessarily for bass fishing, would you say even for walleyes as well? Yes. There again, it's water temp, right? We're always very cognizant about the water temp. Water temp affects the vegetation growth. Now we're seeing a ton of vegetation growth die off. Um, it doesn't matter if the, all the backwaters in the river right now that were super weed choked are open. So those fish are actually moving in and moving out of those because that water temp's going to cool quicker. So they're pushing out into the main channels. You know, the vegetation growth, especially not only on the lakes, but in the rivers where those backwaters were completely choked out, 
all that vegetation's died off right now. So you can get in there, you can fish them, but be very cognizant that those water temps are going to be cold until the afternoon. So those fish will push out into the main river channel until the water temps warm in the backwaters and then they'll move up. Same thing's happening on our lakes right now. Those smaller back bays that were our absolute bread and butter for bass fishing or should have been during, you know, August, even into late August, the water temps are super cold in there because it's shell. It doesn't maintain the heat as well, but they'll heat up again quicker. So as fish are starting to move out, more main lake stuff, points, points, points. I got to say points. So if I was going to go out in the morning, I'm going to start deep on a deep side of a flat that comes up to six or nine feet because those fish will slide off at night. And then as the water temp grows during the day, they slide back up onto that flat. Perfect, right? So there's one. You know where they're going to be at. They're going to be on those points too. Same thing where they're going to drop off on the deeper edges and then pull back up as that water temp rises throughout the day. Veg is dying. Fine, fine, fine the veg. If, if, right now I'm a big coontail person, but even those bigger cabbage flats right now are, are great. Um, they're going to be on the outside of it, obviously, until that water temp moves up and then they're going to move up into those flats. Big big spinner baits. I mean, for bass, spinner baits that look like you should be throwing for pike. I like, you know, three-quarter to an ounce big spinner baits. White, silver willow blades work the best. Big trailer on them, slow rolling those things. Just let them work all the way back. That being said, there's a heck of a pike bite going on right <laughs> now. <laughs> so you may catch a ton of pike with that same technique. But um, another good one this time of year, big jigs. I mean, we're talking half ounce, three to quarter ounce, maybe even up to an ounce, depending on the depth that you're at. I really like blue black. The bigger the jig, you know, the, I say the bigger the bass, right? The metabolism is chomping. Everybody's chomping right now, but they still don't want to expend a lot of energy. They're not going to fly across, you know, the flat to go eat a, a tiny little minnow. But if they see, you know, a big beefsteak out there, they're they're going to make the sure. effort to get over there to, <laughs> to get it. But it's fun. We're here already. It's too soon, personally, for me. I'm kind of freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you and I talked off air a little bit. You, you think we're three weeks ahead of schedule or maybe even more. Yes. And, and on top of that, when we were talking, you said the thing like fishing the Mississippi – the smallies that you like to go after that are further down the river are right now further up the river and when they should be down here at this point in time. Yes. And so that's that's the crazy part is because the rivers maintain their water temps a lot better than our lakes do, obviously, because of the flowage. You know, I always think of fall fishing. When the smallies start to move down river, then I know it's fall. But they're still up river, quite a ways up river. We have our locals that kind of just hang around in Lum and, you know, 10 to 12 miles in our little local stretch right here. But the the big migration of the smallmouth coming down to winter in Lum has not started yet. Interesting. So to summarize on all of this, uh, bigger spinnerbaits and fish slow. Would that be the two Correct. things that you and, would and, say? Yep. And don't forget to the big jigs, um, buzz baits there again, just slow everything down right now and make everything bigger. If you think that you're throwing something too big, add go up another quarter ounce or a bigger size on it. And, and, Deep, deep cranks, too. In the morning, you know, the, the 12 to 16-foot cranks that you can get down on the outside of those veg lines, I'm like, this is the time of year. Everybody gets to go crazy with their tackle box, but, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, well, it seems like if, if everything continues, we're, we actually may get a fall fishing season this year. <sighs> we haven't had one in the last couple of years. No, we haven't. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, what I'm hoping to see is – 
it, we get a couple days or a week that we get some stable weather. It's been so cold and rain and windy, and that's why those temps are continuing to fall, fall, fall. I mean, you know, we're seeing anywhere from 60 to 64 degree water temps, which that's cold right yeah. now. We don't want it to really, not for bass, we don't really want to fall off much below that 60 range. Otherwise, they're going to start to shut down. But as it is right now, we're in the prime fall bite. Have you heard anything on the crappie front at all in talking to anglers? Anything going there? I haven't. I haven't. I have. This is my favorite time for bass. So I haven't even thought about going crappie fishing. But with that being said, I can tell you right now, those bluegills and sunfish are in the weed lines and they're on the deeper side of those weed lines. Uh, drop shotting for bass. I was catching giant sunfish in, you know, 16 to 19 feet of water on the outside of the weed line edge. So I'm sure if I was targeting crappies, they'd probably be in that same range. A couple more things we want to touch with you, Mandy, before we let you go. Uh, Number one, uh, I want to talk about an event you have coming up for uh, female vets right here in the Brainerd Lakes area. What a cool event this is. This is. I've never heard of one like this. Sam Carlson for Mandatory Fun Outdoors has put this together for us. So it's cool to have an all-female vet event, but it's even cooler to have an all-female guides sure. guiding these <laughs> these females. So we have literally, I mean, it's hard. They're, we're few and far between out there. So we've had such amazing volunteers that, I mean, are literally coming across from multiple states to be here to put this event on. It's going to be hosted. A, it's a whole week is hosted out, uh, out of the camp at Pelican, but we're kind of on free range to, to take the girls anywhere and get them on the best bite we can. That's awesome. If people want more inf- info on something like that? They can look up uh, Google Mandatory Fun Outdoors. She actually puts on multiple different events for, for bets throughout the year. They've got a really good setup. Check them out. So check that out. Uh, one last thing. You are going to get off the water and in the woods a little bit. Uh, we're, we're still in the bear season. You still got uh, a little bear hunting to do yet. I'm out of here, and I'm super <laughs> stoked. Yes. Matter of fact, literally, she's going to leave the studio here, and she's going bear hunting. So <laughs> Yes, I was, I was lucky enough last year, after five years, to draw a tag down here and be able to hunt my own property and, and harvest a beautiful bear. Um, obviously, it's going to be probably another five years until I can pull a tag, but I'm lucky enough. My, my sister lives up in the no-quota zone, and she got a really nice bear last weekend. So, yeah, it's a stab in the back. There's a little competition there, so i got to get my... Get my keister up north and, and go bear hunting. It's funny because you were telling me off air, your sister, she just kind of got into bear hunting here a few years ago and she was real tentative about it. And now she's a fanatic. She is. I'm, <laughs> I'm super excited. And there again, with anybody, I encourage you to get people into the outdoors and make them push their comfort levels. You know, she would never even have thought to bear hunt it. It, it terrified her to be in the woods. You know, she just the whole idea was no. And now she's gung ho about stand placement, cameras, baiting times, you know, like <laughs> she's in, in doing it all herself. And it's just I'm a proud big sister right I now. think you should be. Absolutely. That's Mandy Urich. She is a major contributor here to Brainerd Outdoors. People want more info on you, Mandy. How can they get it? Find me on Facebook or Instagram. Google me or tune in live or listen to us on podcasts. We're all over the <laughs> podcast networks. No doubt about that. Mandy, I appreciate it. Busy time of the year. I'm sure we're going to be talking to you here real soon. And uh, have fun. All right. Thanks. Good to be back. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Lakes Area Flood and Fire are your local flood, fire, and mold restoration specialists in the Lakes Area. 
from the ground up. They want to protect your investment and the health of you and your home or business. Instead of simply fixing the symptoms, they dig down to the root of the cause so it doesn't happen again. Their staff is IICRC certified and has an impressive track record of successful remediation projects and flood dryouts. Lakes Area Flood and Fire, providing services that help keep your home and family safe. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. And uh, we're here with Wayne Harding. Wayne is one of the contributors here to the show. He always keeps us updated on what's going on on the mighty Mississippi River, which a lot of people like to hit this time of year, not only for walleye, but for bass and northern pike as well. And we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that going on with the bow season. Wayne is the uh, operations manager at Waste Partners, and there's a lot of confusion as to what people have to do with deer carcasses as we go into bow season and even further into gun season. Now, Wayne, welcome back. Well, thanks. So let's talk fishing first, maybe. We'll, we'll get on that uh, right off the bat because we had kind of a goofy August uh, talking to a lot of people that are fishing lakes. Uh, we talked to Mandy earlier in the show. She said that it was a struggle. Um, getting out on the river here, was it kind of the same thing? You know, it's really been, this summer's been rough. And for some reason, the last couple of weeks, it's really turned around. Uh, I've had some stellar days out on the river. Caught a lot of walleyes, a lot of crappies. Uh, it's kind of cleared up. And those fish are almost to where they're, you would be at in the fall. Now, they're not there all day and you're not catching them like you would in the fall. But you can go there and certainly get three, four fish in a couple hours. You know, one of the things, too, is always water level is a big deal on the river. Where has that been this year? Well, on the, this side of the dam where I'm at on the top side, it doesn't move very much because it's regulated. Down below, it moves a lot, 5, 10 feet. Up here, it doesn't move but a foot, two, foot or two. So that isn't really a problem. What are you thinking maybe? Because fall, you like to go below the dam. Uh, are you thinking of the water level there? Are we shaping up to be where you want to be here once we get into like October? I think so. You know, I can tell that they've shut the dam down. So then the current up here actually slows down also. And that does help the fishing. You can move around. You're not getting snagged as much. So the current is definitely down up top, which means it's also down below. One of the things you've taught me, you know, you've got a really good you know, jig tactic that we use, uh, you know, because you and I go out usually opener out here. Do you like to use that same thing in the fall or do you change things up a little bit? No, I really do. The, uh, just a fireball jig with a stinger hook. And I think that stinger hook is what really gets, you know, you'll catch those crappies and some of the smaller fish on that stinger that you probably wouldn't normally catch. You'd feel them and then never hook them. So it does work well in the fall, just like the spring. There you go. So, and also people, you know, walleyes are one thing, but we've always said there's multiple species out here. That's the fun thing about fishing the river. Um, the pike can really get going out here as well. Yeah. One of my buddies was out the other day. Uh, funny story with him is his uh, girlfriend actually fell in the water when he went to grab the, <laughs> grab the pole. So they've, they've been going along the rice, uh, just trolling bucktails and right along the rice edges and they're picking up uh, plenty of northerns. So they're starting to go also. I don't want to give up any of your secrets, but you said you might have found the crappies out here too. Yeah, you know I have, and they've been mixed in with the walleyes actually. I've kept almost catching them in the same spot. Um, I think the one thing that hasn't come up is the smallmouth. Um, they're still way upriver. As fall comes, they'll start to move downriver and they'll transition in towards the lake. And there'll be a lot of people out here trying to catch those. It's stellar. So that'll be fun. Uh, river fishing, always a fun time here in the fall, and I know you'll be out there. And you got a trip actually coming up. You're going to be fishing up on Red Lake here this weekend. Yeah, we've got a guide up there, and we're going to do the uh, lower side of Red and a couple of the smaller lakes for trout, northern panfish. We're going to kind of spend two days up there with a guide 
ourselves in their boat. So that'll be kind of a, a change. Yeah. Matt Brewer, we've talked to him many times. He's done that. He said that fishing can be phenomenal up there this time of year. So good luck with that. Um, let's flip uh, gears here to the uh, the deer season. Being you are the operations manager at Waste Partners, they've kind of brought you in as a consultant, the DNR has, to talk a little bit about uh, you know what they're going to do you know with these carcasses and everything with the CWD management zone uh, that's pretty expansive here in Crow Wing County. Um, what can you tell us on that so far? Well, we we weren't sure it was going to come together, and I think here right at the end it really has. Uh, the county has come together with the landfill and going to take the deer and accept them. Um, they've got an incinerator from the DNR that basically they gave the the landfill, and they're going to incinerate all these carcasses. So whether you bring it in as a resident or you bring it to one of these drop sites, eventually every deer is going to end up in that incinerator that they get. And so far there are three dumpsters in the area during bow season that hunters can go and take care of their deer and dump that carcass into. Yeah, I think there's going to be three sites for bow season. There'll be one in Brainerd, one in Aiken, and one up in Emily. And you can check the website on the DNR. They've got those locations. Um, it's the Aiken DNR Wildlife Office, the Brainerd DNR Wildlife Office, and the Emily Volunteer Fire Department. So they've got those on the website, and they've probably got the addresses and everything where you can see that. They'll have a meat saw there. They've actually got a tripod to hang your deer so you can skin it. It's very important that you don't bring your deer out of those zones. They will basically have to be quartered up, the head put in the sack with the name and everything on it, so they can test it for you, and then you can watch the website for your test results. Yeah, and they say it won't take very long to get those back, too. So, um, And then the carcass goes, obviously, into the dumpster, and then you wait, as you said, with the, you know, with the meat. Don't eat it until you get your test results back. And then come gun season, they're going to expand, uh, obviously, with a little more volume there to what, I believe, six dump sites, right? That'd be correct. So then there'll be one in Crosby, one in Nisswa, and one up in Pine River at the fairgrounds. So there'll be a few more locations. Now, those are man locations, and they do have some set hours, and you can check the website for that. But it's basically like 9 in the morning till 7 at night. So make sure you monitor the uh, DNR website. We'll put a link up to that at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com so you can head there to check it out as well. But basically, Wayne, um, any deer that you shoot that's over a year old has to be tested, whether it's muzzleloader, bow, gun, in that zone. That is correct. So that zone ranges from Brainerd up towards Pine River, Aiken to Emily, and you can shoot one buck for the season in any of those seasons. And then after that, it's basically unlimited does for $2.50 a tag. So what they're trying to do is not exterminate the whole population as much as they are trying to get as many tests out there as they can to see that the CWD didn't go anywhere. These deer will repopulate, and then two or three years they're finding that the, the population is right back up. So I know that's a concern for a lot of people that hunt. Yeah, I mean, they had to deal with this thing with that bovine TB deal that they had to deal with in northwest Minnesota. In Wisconsin, where I grew up, we had to deal with CWD, same thing. Um, yeah, they, they basically just want to get as many deer tested as they can. And like you said, the deer population rebounds. And so uh, take part by all means. Any questions, DNR website would be the best place to go or just call your local DNR office and they'll uh, set you up with all the information you need to know. Wayne uh, Harding, he is the operations manager at Waste Partners and a contributor here to Brainerd Outdoors. Good luck up on uh, Red Lake this weekend, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Let's head out to Mille Lacs, get the story out there from Steve Saponiak with Predator Guide Service. And we got a little work to do with Steve this week. He's a little bummed out about all this rainy, cloudy weather. So hopefully, Steve, we can cheer you up a little bit. 
Well, I think if we get rid of this rainy, cloudy weather, my friend, that, that'll do it. Because, you know, when we have stable weather, and the clouds don't matter. Just let's get some stable weather, get rid of the rain, and get rid of the cold. And those northern pike are going like you wouldn't believe. It's been fun. We've taken pike up to 20 pounds. We've gotten a lot of, lot of high teens, mid teens fish. So all we need to do is just get rid of the cold fronts and get rid of that rain, leave the clouds, and I'm in heaven, man. It doesn't bother me a bit with that good bite we got going. Yeah, I would, uh, that's you know we were talking with Mandy earlier. She said with those bigger spinner rigs that she's been using bass fishing, she goes it's just one pike after another. So I mean, if people want to go after them right now, this is a good time to do it. Definitely. Spinner rigs come out real handy this year, I mean, this time of year. Uh, you know, any type of spinner bait, you know, Northland Tackle, Rad Dog, you name it, they're all good. The, the idea of the spinner bait is the blade opens up a path through the weeds for the single hooks to come through. And that's pretty much what it happens. You know, nothing is 100% weedless, but this does a good job. So what we like to do for the pike is, well... Besides dragging the suckerman behind us slowly, is have one or two guys throwing. Uh, one guy throws a jerk bait, one guy throws a spinner bait. Let it sink down about three, four seconds. Get it down towards the bottom in the weeds, and slow grind it back and hang on. You know it's going to happen. Uh, it's been a win-win situation, my friend. How's the musky fishing been out there? You know it's been slow. I you know I've been with my uh, with my new outfit and everything. I can sit inside on the captain chair and use my remote control with my hands. I can, it looks like I'm playing a video game, and I can steer the boat all over the place, and I can let the people in the front and the people in the back. And they're working the lures okay and everything. We're not seeing fish. We're not seeing the muskies. You know, and then if I get a break, I'll stand up. I, like the last few days ago, I grabbed a jerkbait, a suic, and I just wrapped on that baby as hard as I could, jerking it down and everything. Within three minutes, here comes a nice fish. I think it's to the point, my point is, it's, we're to the point where they're getting conditioned. They've seen everything already. What the angler has to do is mix it up a little bit with those jerk baits, crank baits, spinner baits, and bucktails. You've got to do something a little bit different. Maybe modify them one way or another. Maybe work them quicker. Maybe work them slower. Maybe work them erratic. We're at that time of season, folks, where the muskies have seen everything. Okay, so we've got to mix it up a little bit to get their attention again. They're there, Brian. It's just, you know, we've got to throw something a little bit different, throw them a curve with that uh, straight ball, too, once in a while. This erratic weather we've had, too, with cold fronts and stuff and the water temps dropping drastically like they've been doing, I'm sure that's playing into it as well. Oh, definitely. I had a gentleman from Michigan for three days. I felt bad for him. The first Monday, which was a week or so ago, was... Beautiful. We got Pike up to 19 pounds. He got four of them, you know, just had a great time. Then we got that massive rain come in, thunder, lightning, and the cold front. And that was it. He was there for two more days and hardly a fish buddy. And he kept saying to me, I can't believe a cold front would screw up fishing. I can't believe a cold front would screw up northern fishing. I said, sir, I said, a cold front screws up all types of fishing. I said, I'm really sorry, but, you know, I said, that's what a cold front does. It pushes them to the bottom. And then after a few days when we did start catching fish, Brian, like you and I talked about many times on the radio show, is they had leeches on the bellies. All the walleyes we caught after that, the northerns and the muskies, you know, nothing big, little muskies, all had leeches on their bellies and their fins. That's what the cold front does, drives them right to the bottom. There you go. Steve Spaniak with Predator Guide Service. He's out there on Mille Lacs. You can check him out at PredatorGuideService.com. I appreciate the info, buddy. Good luck out there. Uh, keep your chin up. I think the weather's going to get better here next week, and, and we'll talk to you then. Hey, I'm ready. Let's go for it.
More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, and we bring in Brent Beimert with Beimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop and fitting because we have the archery opener this weekend. And Brent, uh, you know, it's still pretty green in the woods. I'm sure we still got some bugs to deal with and stuff, but uh, if hunters want to get out there and hunt, acorns are dropping a little bit. Yeah, the acorns are coming down now. Red oaks especially, but there's quite a few white oaks on the ground. You know, we've waited for, for this weekend uh, since December 31st of last last year, and, and well, here we are. It's it's whole opener. And you had said, you and I were talking off air, and we talked to Matt last week. He was pretty lucky with uh, a lot of his bear baiting up uh, north of us here that uh, the acorns didn't drop yet. Now that they're dropping, uh, it's causing fits for bear hunters right now. It is. Um, you know, it seemed like the opener around here, too. Yeah, there was a little bit of acorns, but not the mass that was that's on the ground now. So it seemed like uh, from guys I've been talking, there was a lot of success. Um, we've seen some big bears. Um, and um, But then the acorns hit the ground, and now guys are struggling. They just left the bait, and they're gorging on the acorns. And that's kind of the thing, especially with deer, too. I mean, I guess with, with hunters right now, uh, Brent, if that's the thing, you, you want to maybe hit the water sources, as we always said, your food plots if you've got them in. But uh, if, if you've got acorns on your property, that's where you want to be right now. Yep, get in the oaks. Um, if you don't have a stand there, get one there because <laughs> that's where they're going. Um, water, you know, we've had rain all week on and off. Um, there's going to be water in places that you know usually is dry so it could be hard to to pinpoint a water source because like i say i think there's going to be water in a lot of spots um but uh you know they're being soybeans yet um but mostly acorns i mean i would hunt the oaks right now if you got them get in them so as far as you know calling and decoys and all that this early in the year especially as green as it is in the woods right now brent uh, how much does that come into play um, not much. I don't do much calling now. I sit in a lot of observation stands where I can see um, distances. If I don't have something even pinned down to where I know where this buck is coming in and out, per se, um, I'll just sit in observation stands. Um, if I know where he's at, then I'll move in on it and just hope to catch him early because, you know, if you get him early, uh, you get in there early and... Um, they're not spooky yet, you know. We haven't educated them yet this year. And the more we sit in the tree, the more we educate them. So guy can get lucky and get in those oaks or get on a bean field or something. And if you got a buck pinned down, it's a great time of year to do it. Scent control is, is probably the biggest thing right now, wouldn't it be, Brent? Yes, absolutely. Hunt the wind. Make sure the wind is correct. Um, spray down. Keep your gear clean. Um, nose jammer really helps. We got nose jammer that, uh, guys just love and swear by it. I don't go to the woods without it. Um, you know, there's so much technology out there now to clean clothes. Um, the ozonics and, uh, different things. Ozone cleaners like Scentlock has some that you can put in tubs. Um, heck, we got a giant Scentlock closet in our shop that you can hang all your hunting clothes in it. It's got boot holders on the side. You plug that in for 30 minutes, it dry washes your clothes, and they're clean every time you go hunting. I use the tubs from Scent Crusher, 
and um, it, it'll eliminate bacteria and odor out of your clothing. And then, of course, make sure you take a shower before you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. You know, you think all the technology and stuff, and you and I have talked many times when it comes to bows and, and all of the other stuff that's out there. And I mean, how, how can they keep reinventing the wheel? And now they're reinventing the wheel with uh, different scent blocker stuff now. So that's a real advantage for hunters. Absolutely. Um, you know, I use the nose jammer. I use Ozonix. And I, you know, I have it all. And I have fooled mature deer downwind of me, you know. Sometimes the hardest ones to get by are those, you know, the does, uh, old doe is, is, you know, she's as hard to hunt as an, as an old buck. The difference is, is that doe usually moves a little sooner in daylight hours, more so than a buck will. But I'll tell you what, you get an old doe downwind you and she'll ruin your night. I mean, they can blow and stomp and stand around you. And, um, but you can fool those old does sometimes with uh, some of this new technology and, and, but, you, you can, yeah, I mean, the wind is always your best option. If you got, uh, if you got a bad wind, don't hunt it. But you know, now with the way the stuff is, um, a lot of times I hunt those winds that are, oh, blowing in towards them a little bit because they're going to use that wind then too to, to come out into the field or you know to to be downwind of of different things. And I hunt those winds that are a little bit sketchy, um, and you know. I've, I've fooled a lot of deer now with some of this new technology. Would you best be this early in the season, Brent, hunting just early morning or late in the evening? Or if you did have, maybe you had you know, your job or something like that gets in the way and you can only hunt throughout the day, would you be okay hunting throughout the day, through like the midday and the afternoon? Um, I have a hard time doing it this time of the year. Um, unless, you know, I mean, if you had a big oak grove right now where the deer are, eating, sleeping, you know, just kind of hanging out in that area. You can catch them middle of the day, get up for water, get up to stretch, whichever. Um, but, like, field edge hunting and stuff, I have a hard time sitting around that in the midday. But, uh, uh, you know, if that's the time that you got. And then I always watch the moon phase, too. You know, if you got a full moon or something, that helps the deer to be on their feet in midday. Um, but... I have a hard time sitting that midday. I'll go hunting in the morning, go fishing, and then maybe go back to the tree stand. Does that sound like a day? <laughs> sounds like a great day, actually. That's that's what makes this area so special. Is we can right do on. we can do those things. Uh, last yep. thing, Brent, before we let you go, I always like to ask you about some new bows out in the market, and you talked about some of the new scent products that are out there as well. Uh, hunters, I'm sure, if they are out there this weekend and there's something they're not satisfied with, uh, tell me about you know some of the new bows that are out there that you like. Uh, the Matthews Vertex, in my opinion, is the best bow that Matthews has ever built. I mean, I've been shooting it now, and um, it's just the long-range shooting in it. Uh, I, I don't remember the last time I shot so well. I mean, it really, really shoots. Uh, we do have our Hoyt RX-3s on sale. Um, we got a couple hundred dollars off those. We had uh, we had probably gotten a few too many of them in. We've sold a bunch. They're a great shooting bow. I got one of those set up as well. Um, I really like shooting that bow too. But that Vertex is uh, it's a super accurate bow. And then you know we got everything in between. We got bows that start at three ninety nine in a package and work their way up. We got some great Mission Youth bows. You know if uh, kids are still looking to get in it. So if something breaks, if something's worn out. We got something that we can uh, 
we can take care of that and help you out. We always like to talk about a tractor sense, and we may get into that a little bit later on as we get into the, the further into the bow season, Brent. But um, you know, those come into play as well here coming up, and there, there's a lot of great those out on the, the market as well. Yeah, um, you know, we use a lot of Mrs. Dopey's uh, product at our store, and um, they have an early uh, preseason kit that you can start um, getting things. Oh, it's a big kit, and you uh, you start getting that buck used to going under that licking branch now, and you just continue to freshen it here and there, and um, it's a pretty neat deal. But uh, uh, when it rains like this all the time, we, we, we might need it to dry up a little bit. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. Well, it looks like it's going to be a bit of a warm weekend, Brent, so it'll be a little tricky for hunters out there, but uh, leaves are going to start falling here pretty soon, and uh, it's only going to get better. The bugs this weekend are probably going to be in full force with the temperatures, but we have uh, different mosquito stuff that uh, can combat that and make your hunt a lot more comfortable in the tree. So it's going to be a fun weekend anyway. It's Brent Beimert, Beimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop. You can check them out just west of Brainerd Baxter on Highway 210. Brent, I appreciate it. We'll be talking to you a lot here throughout the fall, and uh, we'll chat soon, buddy, okay? Sounds good. Thank you, and good luck, everybody, and... uh, we like to uh, we like to see those bucks. So if you shoot a good one, bring it out or bring us a picture. For sure, thanks, Brent. We'll uh, have more Brainerd Outdoors after this on B ninety three point three. You're listening to the place for everything outdoors in the Brainerd Lakes and beyond. Brainerd Outdoors Radio just after seven Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at seven, and Monday mornings at five, right here on B ninety three point three. Now here's your host, Brian Moon. Time for our Hungry Hunter segment here on Brainerd Outdoors, and we bring in Chef Joel, as we like to do, from Black Bear Lodge and Saloon. And, uh, Joel, we're into grilling season, obviously, and we've been talking, actually, some grilling uh, about some various different types of grills uh, on the show here just last week. And uh, this week, and, and I had to look back, I don't think we've ever done a venison kebabs in the years of doing this show. So this is a first, and you've got spicy venison kebabs, and you and I were talking off air a little bit. This one's all about the marinade, right? Well, that's good. I'm glad we haven't done a kebab yet. It seems <laughs> to me, it just seems so easy. But I guess this is. I think it's just one of those things that slipped through the cracks because you would that's... think we would have. We've done every other type of venison recipe. Well, but, that's uh, awesome. This yeah. is nice. And again, nice and easy. Obviously, kebabs are you know kind of a simple thing, but it's all about the marinade. So we're gonna start off. Get a couple pounds of cubed up venison, and we'll build our marinade. We need a Worcestershire sauce. How do you say that? Soy sauce, a little whiskey, a little honey, and a little bit of oil. And for our seasonings, we're adding a little bit of curry powder, red pepper flakes, and chili powder. We're gonna mix that all together, toss it in with your cube venison, and I just put it into a you know a Ziploc bag, resealable Ziploc bag, and toss it in the refrigerator for you know two, three, four hours. Let all that marinade combine in there, and you know soak into the meat a little bit. So we'll take that out after a couple hours, and then we'll start building up our uh, kebabs. We'll need a green pepper, a red onion, and a couple of cherry tomatoes to kind of bring in a little bit of color and just stack those up on a either a wooden or a, you know wooden skewer that's soaked in water or if you have metal ones sitting at home use those too so let's alternate between your uh, meat onion pepper cherry tomato after you get them all you know stacked up toss them on a nice medium high grill you know, four to five minutes each side just to kind of get a nice char on there and cook to your desired tenderness and good to enjoy. go yeah 
Question on the marinade. You said three to four hours. Uh, what if somebody wanted to leave it overnight or even for like a day? Are you okay with that, or is it going to get a little bit? Too- I would I would cut back a little bit on the soy sauce. All that that salt in there is going to eat away, or you're just kind of it's going to start to cook the the meat a little bit the longer you let it sit. Sure, when you don't want to do that, especially but with it's, the longer you let it sit, the better it is. It's all good there. There you go. Well, if you want to give it a try, this recipe and a ton of other ones are right at your fingertips. Just go to BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Click on the recipes tab. Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, 371 North and Baxter. Thanks, Joel. Thank you, Brian. And that will put a wrap on this week's show. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 here on B93.3. You can stream the show live if you're away from your radio or out of town at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. And, of course, we're all over the podcast networks, wherever you download podcasts, Google Play, Podcast One. Apple Podcasts, you name it, search Brainerd Outdoors Radio, subscribe, uh, rate and review. We would really appreciate a nice uh, review on that. And we really want to thank uh, Lakes Area Flood and Fire for helping us out with the podcast as well because uh, a lot of you really enjoy the show that platform, and we appreciate you downloading. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Thielen Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Vimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Liveax Marine in Isle, S&W Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Freedom Firearms, Newman Construction, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Pine River, Crow Wing Recycling, Canvas Tech, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, SPR Motorsports and Marine, and by Rag your truck accessory pros join brian moon saturday mornings at seven sunday evenings at seven and monday mornings at five right here on b93.3